My dudes and dudettes, Hilo here, bringing you another Exploring Extremes podcast where we take a look at some of the extremes in both game spread and um, game totals to try and get a good idea of where we can find a little bit of expected value. Hunting, baby, we're hunting. And without further ado, we'll bring in my dude, Pavel. What's going on, Bella? What's up, bro? How we doing? Good, man. It's a very non-extremey kind of extremes weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we have a couple games we'll talk about, but it's, there's not very many high game totals. There's a lot of game totals that land within our, you know, 46 to kind of 49 <laughs> and a half range, which is the standard range for the NFL historically. And then we have a ton of games that are kind of these low game total and high spread games, which are like kind of the worst to bet our dollar reduce on. So we'll see. We shall see. Before we begin, man, you still, uh, how's everything going with the car, the move, all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. The car is going to be a couple of weeks to get fixed. But thank God NBA is here. So I can uh, distract <laughs> myself a little bit. I, uh, I banked on Tuesday, I think it was. So I took down the 50 cent mini max too bad. I always start low on the beginning of the year. Otherwise could have been a little more than I won, but I'm pretty happy to start off the season with a win. Yeah, man, for sure. That's, that's awesome. How about you? What's new with you? Uh, just the family's feeling better. So that's good. Um, you know, we think we had COVID running through, but, um, yeah, everybody, Everybody's doing a lot better, feeling better. We're going to drive up to up north to the mountains to a farm to hit the pumpkin patch today. Well, that should be fun. That's exciting. Yeah, dude. All right, brother. Let's jump in, dude. What uh, Hit me with your first extremes game for this weekend. Well, I'm going to hit the most extreme game. It's going to be that Monday night game. Well, one of the most extreme games it's gonna be the chiefs and giants chiefs are minus 10 i think i've been saying this every week i'm waiting for that huge chief explosion game that hasn't come yet i am basically going right back to the well i mean Mahomes has just looked terrible for some reason i don't understand why and maybe he's looking at his receivers too much he needs to look away yeah, maybe he gets to start throwing some no-look passes. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the team's healthy, too. It's weird. And they just like running. The, I feel like Daryl is better than CEH, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely interesting because, like, that team just, I don't know, man. Like, that, there's something missing. And I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's Andy Reid. I don't know if it's Mahomes. But like, you look Something's basically off. Yeah, yeah. Watching watching that film, it's just like, what what is it? And it's driving me insane. Me too. It's been really hard to watch, and he's just gonna that line. Is, I thought they improved their line. He's just still running for life right now. Yeah, yeah. That 
that game is interesting to me too because like we have a very like bipolar almost expected like range of outcomes for the giants and it's almost entirely predicated on like which daniel jones you get you know do you you get the you get the daniel jones who is like out here slinging do you get the daniel jones who's tripping over his own feet in like run to daylight so i don't know man and then there's also a bunch of um unknowns with respect to the injuries for the giants right you know we have like two or three pass catchers that could be making a return so um as far as like expected value i think this game could honestly go either way with this line set at 10. Yeah, I could see that definitely going both ways. I just don't have any faith in the Giants again. I, I was really getting into them. I thought they looked good with all these injuries. Daniel Jones, after he took that headache, he doesn't look right. So I, I'm just not. I, I I'm just have not seen that Chiefs game, and I really I'm just going to keep betting until I get that giant Chiefs game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's respectable for sure. At this point, I've chased enough. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... That's what we want to hear. <laughs> like, oh man, I've already sunk enough money in. Let's put some more. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely don't do that. I'm definitely making a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I caught it. I was just making sure that. Yeah, I just to make sure we don't disinform <laughs> anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'm gonna go to uh, a game that has already seen its total grown, um, but. I I wrote this game up early in the week in the exploring streams as a game. I like the over on early and that's the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings. Um, We have a pretty lofty game total set at 54.5. It opened at 52 and a half. So this was one of the more clear early week expected value games was on the over here. Um, I wasn't sure. Like I honestly, I wasn't sure why this game total was released at 52 and a half. Um, It was very clearly two to three points too low to me. Um, And we've already seen, you know, it's, it's Wednesday morning when we're recording this, we've already seen the line move to full points, uh, which is a pretty big deal. What do you, what are your thoughts on this uh, Cowboys Vikings game? I love this game. This is going to be probably one of my biggest targets for DFS this week. 55 over under Vikings defense is terrible. They have very, and their offense is pretty good. I, I, uh, I'm surprised at how good Kirk Cousins has played, even with Dalvin Cook in and out. You know, Madison's really stepped in and played well. Cowboys might get Gallup back, so maybe we see a f- slight philosophy change on the team. I'm not gonna say for sure because they've been definitely running the ball a lot, but if Gallup comes back, that's gonna give them. Definitely a little bit more, you know, opportunity to throw the ball more. And I think that's what's kind of missing for this Cowboys team for us in fantasy. Um, this should be a, a barn burner. I I definitely can see this going way over. Yeah, and both these teams are coming off their bye, right? And we have players on each side that almost needed the bye, you know, dinged up questionables coming into games. Um, and when we look at like the offensive tendencies of each team, like I expect this game to start rather slow, right? Each team is probably going to start running the football. They're going to be feeling out the opposing defense, but like each offense has like shown a propensity to open up as the game, you know, goes on and 
there you're right. Like there's a, a solid chance for offensive fireworks to transpire over the last three quarters or so. And then if we see an early score from either team, like kind of, it's one of those like all bets are off situations. So like this game really could open up and it, and it's likely to start slow, but it really, really could open up. Uh, I like the over. Yeah. I'm with you here. Um, let's see here. So for my next one, there was a great game to look at and that was the Rams versus the Texans. We have a 14 and a half line. I don't know if Davis Mills is still playing. Tyrod looks like he's going to practice this week, but I'm going to assume that Davis Mills is not playing. And I'm going to assume that the Rams are going to cover this 14 and a half. The Texans are just Davis Mills is not a quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to last. I feel like, and that Rams defense is just going to eat him up. I think Larry Tunsil's out, right? He's still hurt. So, I mean, I don't know how the, their line's going to hold up against Aaron Donald. Yeah. Right. I just I, I don't like trying to think like what can the Texans do to exploit the Rams, but there's not really much there. Cooks is probably gonna you know get if Cooks is in the slot more, he's gonna get eaten up by Ramsey. So hopefully they play him on the outside. But then what? You're gonna play Amendola at the slot? Ugh, good luck. So I, I'm not too excited for the Texans prospects in this game. Yeah, this game to me has a wide range of outcomes as well. And it goes back to like the, the breakdowns I did um, with specifically respect to the Rams and the Texans last week. And the Rams, you know, had a game against the lions where we could confidently project them for additional offensive plays run from scrimmage. We could confidently project Detroit to remain aggressive. And then like Detroit comes out and has like two fake punts. They have a, a onside kick. They have like, they're going for it on fourth down. And this is like all on the first, like two drives. Like <laughs> They came out gunning, man. Um, and then failed to like score again the rest of the game. But anyway, um, the Rams get like the polar opposite of that with respect to like, oh, sorry, with respect to like how, um, how aggressive like the Texans are going to be here. So there's an interesting dynamic where like this game very clearly like has the juice for the Rams to cover. It very clearly has the juice for the over to hit, but it's like, it also has a, a little bit more like percentage chance outcome of going playing to the under than I think the field is going to give credit for this week. And that's not to say like the Rams won't absolutely like just wax Houston out of the building. Um, but it's just to say that like, we 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 can expect Houston to kind of come out slow. And that, that whole, like that whole thinking and mindset, like shifts a little bit if with Tyrod back, because like he at least has like a little bit of knack for downfield passing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, where Davis Mills like absolutely does not. Um, but the overall like play calling, identity of this Houston team is going to be built around the run. It's going to be built around playing slow and it's going to be built around like not picking things up, like regardless of what happens uh, on the, on the scoreboard. But uh, yeah, at least, at least Tyrod coming back, at least gives this game, you know, a little bit of chance to, to really open up, which is, we can't really say the same for Davis Mills. So I'm kind of on a wait and see approach with this game right now. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it could go. It could go either way. I think uh, early. You know, we're we're recording this Wednesday morning, so this is one of those ones where it's like, uh, I think I'll wait and see for some injury news. Yeah, like I said, it all depends on Davis. If Davis misses out, smash. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, brother. I'm gonna go over to one of the other high game totals of the week, and that's the Tampa Bay Bucks and the New Orleans Saints. Currently at 50 and a half. And this game is, is one where we kind of know how each team is going to want to try and win the game. But we have one team that should be more successful in that endeavor. We know the Bucks are going to be passing the ball. We know that that fits and suits their standard week game plan. On the flip side of that, we have a Saints team who, you know, is going to want to rush the football, and now they're playing a game against the Buccaneers. And this, the the interesting dynamic of this game that I want to cover is like these are the number one and the number two run defenses in the league. So, like, what is what happens, or what can we expect to happen when that is the case? We can expect the ball to be flying, and you know, the Saints are coming off a game where they they fed Alvin Kamara through the air. Finally, it was like so nice to see that. Um, it's like, will they ever like revert to that? It's like, okay, they they will if they need to. Um, but we have Traquan Smith. He looked kind of like garbage coming back. He, <laughs> Did you got see into, Jameis just screaming at him? Yeah, dude. They got into it on the sideline, and I think Jameis was like, I guess valid or valid in doing so because <laughs> like Traquan looked like shit, man. He was. He was coming out of routes wrong. He was missing blocking assignments. It was bad, dude. And had um, a bad penalty too. Yeah, yeah. Where you didn't even turn around and look at the football. <laughs> Bro, it, was it was like it was a pass like twenty yards downfield, and he didn't turn. He just like ran straight into the defender. <laughs> yeah, dude, unbelievable. That was interesting, but but the reason I like this over is that we can expect each team to be passing. Like each team is going to be passing and the over almost entirely, I think depends on like which Jameis we get, but the, we had the only thing that we want here is like, we want the additional offensive plays that we can expect from two teams that should be passing. And that's where I think the expected value lies. Yeah, I'm definitely, I can agree with you. I like, I, uh, <laughs> I would love to see Jameis like put up a vintage Jameis, like 440 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. That would be perfect <laughs> for this game because we that know Tom be... Brady is running up the clock, running up the score no matter what. And I mean, that's just how Tom Brady plays. They play the right way. It's just up to the Saints to see if they can keep up. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see about the injuries with uh, the Bucks. Obviously, they have you know Antonio Brown and, and Rob Gronkowski who. I think are are likelier to return than not this week, but we'll see. Um, that could yeah, also I don't know why they didn't put Gronk on IM. Yeah, I know. Punctured lung, broken ribs. It's like, uh, you know, I'll be good in two weeks. Just keep me off IR, coach. It's like, what, dude? <laughs> Makes um, no sense at all. Yeah. I think the return of Antonio Brown in particular is pretty big for this Buccaneers team against, you know, Mark Marshawn Lattimore, who has historically just like taken Mike Evans lunch money. 
Um, so that should really like open up the offense if either, or, you know, if either Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski returns, but, um, if either doesn't return, we we're kind of in an interesting spot with respect to the over where it's like a lot more like, Oh man, I don't know. Uh, but I, I think one or the other returns here and I, I like the over. I, I'm definitely with you. I like I like betting on the Bucks getting over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we got uh, we got the Jameis revenge narrative, dude. I cannot wait to see. <laughs> I cannot yeah. wait. All right, brother, hit me with your third and final game. I think we're gonna go the under on the Bengals and the Jets. Bengals have a pretty s- sneaky, decent defense. Not gonna lie, they've been playing pretty well, and. Um, I mean, with Zach Wilson out, you're playing, what's his name? Mike White. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, Uh, no, dude. Joe Flacco is his name. Oh, is it going to be Flacco starting? No, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, but (laughs) not like it makes a difference. But yeah, exactly. It's going to be an interesting, interesting game. I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. (laughs) Um, But I I like the Bengals on the under. I mean, they probably won't even have to throw the ball much. They're just probably going to come out early, throw the ball, get some pet points, run with Perrine and Mixon, and then just run out the clock. The Jets can't sustain a drive. They couldn't sustain a drive with Mike, with Zach Wilson. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. If, if the, what the hell is his name? Mike, Mike white. I think that. Yeah. Is. Mike white. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. If Mike white is, uh, is the quarterback, I like the Bengals to cover here at 10 points, which is, I hate like, and the, the math agrees like these large spread, low game total games like historically play to the home underdog. So like we have two situations with that this week, we have um, the Bengals and the the jets, and then we have the the Texans and the Rams um, where the the moderate games uh, totals with high game spreads. So like, it's hard to, to come out and like be confident for my, for me anyway, um, in the away favorite with, with a large spread and a low game total. Um, but like, yeah, very clearly like the jets are in some trouble here. You know, they either have like, uh, Mike white or whatever his name is. I think his name is Mike white. I I think you're right, dude. But I, I, I had never heard of this dude, um, prior to last week when I saw Zach Wilson get hurt and I was like, who the hell, uh, is in, did they like, yeah. Anyway. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't think Flacco like comes in like uh, the vets here to save the day and like starts immediately, but like, that would be interesting to me. Um, particularly for Eli Moore, um, on the jets with like a, a, a slinger quarterback who's just like, yo, this is the end of my career and I have an arm still. So I'm just going <laughs> to let it ride. Uh, that, that seems highly interesting to me, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of torn and it mainly, my trepidation kind of mainly is the, the large game spread with the low game total. I agree. It's a tough one. Like I said, you, you said in the beginning, it's a slim week for this. It's uh, yeah, really tough yeah, to really sure. pick something. The other one, I don't know if you're going to choose this one. The other, well, I'll wait for you to choose, but there's one other game I was kind of looking at. Actually, you hit it, dude, because I have two on my mind. 
Doom. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say you hit it. Um, well, all right, I'll hit it. I'll give you my two. <laughs> Hopefully it's not one of these. I like the Patriots Chargers under. I think the Chargers defense is going to pretty much swallow up Mac Jones. I mean, the Chargers got some pretty good playmakers on there coming off the bye. They should get a little healthier. And then I, I re- really was interested in this Jags Seahawks game. Cause I think mm-hmm. this is going to be the ugliest game of the season. Geno Smith versus Trevor Lawrence. I who can't wait for that game. <laughs> The big, I think the big like indicator here is Pete Carroll against, um, what's his name? Uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer. Thank you. Oh dude. I need that coffee. I haven't had coffee yet. I've never drank a cup in my life. No kidding. Yep. Wow. I don't need that energy. (laughs) It's my lifeblood, man. I had, I didn't drink coffee until like. I I think it was flight school where I started drinking coffee and then like deployments and shit, or like you walk into the ready room in a, in a Naval aviators ready room, which is like where we, we brief and and get together. And it's like our main meeting area. Um, you just, just like everyone's drinking coffee. So it just like happened naturally anyway. Yeah. Like urban Meyer and Pete Carroll, like two coaches who are going to be like, no, you win. No, you win. No, you win. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like this game is, uh, is not ideal for points to be scored. Um, I like the under as well. That was not the, that was one of the two I was going to talk about. The other one is the, uh, the Washington football team and Denver Broncos. So both was, of these, I was looking at that one too. Yeah. Both of these games are low spreads. They're three and a half and three points to the home favorite. They are low game totals at 43 and a half points. So these are like almost identical, um, like Vegas situation. The, uh, the one kick is the Jaguars added the hook at three and a half Washington football team. The road underdog is at three currently, but when you look at like how these teams match up and Denver against the football team has a little bit more propensity for offensive production to be had. And what I mean by that is the actual like play calling tendencies of these teams. So like we know that the football team, regardless of like how talented they are, like that can be debated, but we know that like, their head coach is going to remain aggressive. You know, Ron Rivera is like one of those guys where he wants to win football games. He is like, yo, I beat cancer. I'm going to go beat the shit out of this other team. Um, (laughs) And he is like one of those offensive, you know, minds that is, is going to try and put his players in the best, you know, position to succeed as well. So when you look at like how this game sets up and how it could likely play out, I think that the football team are really going to be the driving factor for game environment. And I like when that is, can be the case. So, you know, they're coming off of a game against the Packers where, you know, the Packers are expected to slow the game down. They're expected to do this and that. And it's like the, the Broncos are going to want to try and like slow this game down, but like they have the offensive pieces to like make a splash against a, you know, the football team who is giving up the second most um, points above expectation in the league. So um, 
And they got sudden, they got fan, they got, uh, you know, some bodies who can do damage. They also have, um, Oh God, is somebody's coming back, right? Yeah, is, Jerry, uh, Judy coming back this yeah, week. Yeah, Judy's coming back, and I think Hamler is likely... He's out for the year. He's ICF. out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, okay. they got to be careful. John Smoke Brown, who's there? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my He's God, so what a smoky. bust. I cannot... He must be washed. Yeah, right? Yeah, the, the teams have got to be seeing stuff that we just are not privy to. Yeah, so I like the over. Um, I think the the pieces are there for this game to give us a little increased chance um, to the over. And what I really like also is the game is juiced to the under. And that's almost like a common theme this yeah. week. Are these a bunch of games juiced to the under? And when Vegas gives me the additional odds on a on a game where I have like 55 or 60% even um, chances of, of going over already. Like that, those are the games where I'll jump all over. Um, not only was like the Cowboys Vikings early week at 52 and a half, which has since moved like I thought it would two to three points to the over. It was juiced to the, to the under early week. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, this is like the perfect, this is like the perfect thing you look for when you're looking for EV. Um, oh yeah, the, the I saw that too. Yeah, this Washington football team and and Denver Broncos game like is a similar situation where it's like, hey, I'm like sixty percent on the over, and it's juiced to the under. So that's kind of what I look for. Love it. I love that. Sweet man, I think that's gonna wrap us for week eight. Can you believe it's week eight already, dude? Like, Jesus, dude, what a season! It's already gone by. NBA is here. It is like I can't believe all the shit that has just come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. All the uh, all the online betting and like sports wagering that like I've been exploring through the early week line inefficiencies and this podcast is like made me more money this year than DFS has. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, hopefully keep that going. To, or I guess I would like to write the ship in DFS. I've, it's like I've won pretty heavily one week in DFS, and then the others I'm either like losing half a buy-in or treading water, like not really winning or losing. So That's the same here. Yeah. In NFL, I only have one good week a year. I'm just treading water, and that feels good to tread water. Better than losing, because then you know you're at least close. Yeah, just waiting for that breakthrough week, man. Really, can't wait. I think this is going to be our week. Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for chatting with me again. We will uh, always catch you guys again next week. See you guys next week. Take it easy and good luck. Later. Bye.